0: We're on a mission from God.
1: And now, for something completely different.
0: This is Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt,
1: Illinois. And I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And this
0: is Wrestling Wrestling with with the the Basics. basics. I can't remember the words.
1: (laughs) My favorite things. So favorite
0: things. You like Jello? You oh, like Jello, not you? doesn't like Jello? Look what look what we found. We're cleaning our house, of course. Uh, 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 by the way, for people, we, we are still going to be in the area too. We, we actually have a home in New Athens where we live now, and so. Fun. we're, we're glad
1: that. to hear that. And uh, then when it gets
0: cold, we will go up to Minnesota. I
1: guess <laughs> winter in Minnesota yeah.
0: at negative seven. Boy, I tell you what, yeah, I love that.
1: So anyway, my wife uncovered. Can you read that for everybody? The best of Jello. The <laughs> 1998 recipe calendar? <laughs> yeah, that's <right>. Oh, boy. <laughs> what is in the Lekumsky household? You'll no never idea. know what treasures you're going to find there. <laughs> well, you know when You've got the
0: best of Jell-O. You're well, not throwing that page that away. It. That's right. I'm glad you did. <laughs> so on the inside page of the Jell-O recipe <laughs> calendar, by the way, to email us if you want, we'll give you the the recipe for Jell-O jigglers or Jell-O pudding mix-ins. <laughs>
1: But, Everyone loves the jigglers. Here's
0: here's the fun facts. That's on the back of the calendar. Jello fun facts. All right,
1: Jonathan's so excited about this too. Before he went on the air, he was pretty giddy about the Jello well, fun. facts
0: so, so most of them are kind of what you would figure. Uh, uh, Jello pudding made its debut in. Uh, you want to guess? Jello pudding, Just let's within say. Within the decade. Uh, within a decade. Let's say in
1: the 50s. 50, 55. Oh, 1932.
0: Whoa. First flavor was chocolate. Oh, of course. You, you know what the all-time favorite flavor is of Jello, though? started with chocolate, but what's the it's all-time not favorite? It's not uh, chocolate. Vanilla. No, again. Strawberry. Strawberry. Really? I would
1: have never guessed it. Now, get this.
0: If the boxes, and this is in 1998, so who knows what it would be now, but if the boxes were laid end-to-end... One oh it is, one year's production of gel- gelatin would stretch three fifths of the way around the world.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine those that? tiny little boxes? Three fifths end. of the way around the world. That's uh, a lot of jello. So I'm
0: I'm reading all these things I think, yeah, that's kind of the stuff you'd see, you know, the jello fun facts. Well, sure. But now this now this is this is honest to God truth. I'm not making this up, Matt. You'll verify it actually. Yeah, it is on written. the nineteen ninety eight calendar. Here's yes. one of the other fun facts. When hooked up to an EEG machine, Jell O gelatin demonstrates movement virtually identical to the brainwaves of a healthy adult man or woman. <laughs> now I'm creeped out. I know, in a second. <laughs> that jello sitting in your fridge is probably watching you. <laughs> That's what it says. Uh, yeah, You don't uh, want to get outsmarted same... by your
1: jello. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go.
0: The brain waves of a healthy adult man or woman. You're Who... going to go
1: home and play chess with my jello. <laughs> it's your move, jello. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: anyway, there's Jell-O Fun Facts as we begin yet another year with Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. basics. Yeah, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything That's... you know about Jell-O well, you want to throw I, in we Jell-O?
1: I am sure that there's many other shows here on KFUO that are starting their shows the same <laughs> way. <as laughs> with,
0: with Fun Jello, with
1: Jell-O Facts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to uh, be. No, I, I got a story to tell. Can oh, tell cool. It? Yeah, it's I love It's an epiphany story. It's, an, it's not... There's no Jello in it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. But no, just, just, just real quick, I, I, I just... I, I like this story. So the... We had our live nativity at Ascension. Oh, that's right. So we yeah. had uh, lots of people dressed in costume and, yep. and rotating throughout the evening. So every hour, our wise men change, okay? Yeah. So we have these... these- Three wise men. The Major. Okay. You gotta have you gotta have three, right? Yeah. You know. Um and you do this this change on the hour. So w- they just change shifts and one of our members dressed up as a wise man and uh, he's standing there and his little boy comes up to him and goes, Hey, who are you supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got this crown on this robe. Well, I'm a wise man. What are you carrying? Well, these are these are gifts. We got we got yeah. gold and frankincense and myrrh. Okay, well, who are you giving the gifts to? He goes, well, we're going to give them to Jesus. And then the little boy says, "Who's Jesus?"
0: Oh, and yeah, wow. boy.
1: So that's uh, and that's when then that that guy one of our members dressed up as a wise man out there was able to tell this little boy about who Jesus is. Isn't that yeah, cool. and something. So just that reminder that boy, um, don't assume everyone knows who Jesus is because uh, they don't. And uh, that that little boy, I don't know. If he had heard of Jesus in the past or not, but that Christmas he was able to hear, at least uh, for a brief time, who Jesus is, what this live nativity is about, and uh, who that that Savior is who came for him. So just a reminder of those opportunities that are before us, uh, not just at live nativities, obviously, but in our day-to-day lives, too. And to be ready with an answer for for that all important question, who's Jesus, and to be able to, to to put that into words.
0: And and you know, yeah, that's the thing. I I think unfortunately because we're Christians, we think everybody knows the yeah, story. Yeah, sometimes. But probably a lot of people don't, and probably more and more, it's going to be that way. So, but what a great opportunity for us to say, oh, hey, I got to tell you, you want to know who Jesus is? This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and you, and yeah, um, yeah,
1: an exciting time in in many ways that we can yeah. share that story maybe anew with someone who's. Who's never heard it, like that little boy, and uh, and that's what epiphany's about. You know, as we talk more about epiphany today, epiphany's about revealing. I think showing who Jesus is. So, so here's the thing: as I was
0: contemplating epiphany, though. Um as we talked about last week the, the, this was a big cultural shift the fact that it was not just going to yeah. be a jewish thing but for all nations you bet. for even little boys who come up and ask who, who is jesus um but i also thought probably that's not so relevant for you and me today do you have a lot of jewish people in your church right now matt <laughs>
1: Not a lot. We got. We got one. who's a former Jew, but yeah, no. Uh, we we do too, but it's yep. prominently
0: Gentile people there, yep. and so I'm thinking, well, we have probably pretty well established already that it is a Gentile thing. It's we're pretty much a Gentile church anymore. So, what is the significance of three Gentiles coming? But but I I think the significance here, if you could turn to Ephesians three, I'm going okay. to Ephesians three, um, is that these people were all outsiders. See, that was the thing. If you were a Gentile, you really weren't part of the people of God. At least you didn't think you were. And certainly those who were the people of God wouldn't have treated you as if you were. Uh And, and I was thinking maybe that's why Paul really loved the Gentiles, because he had to feel like an outsider, too, don't you think? Uh, because, well, first of all, you know, yep. he was this this great uh, zealous uh, Pharisee, a uh, sure. Pharisee of Pharisees. But I'm kind of thinking that when he converted to Christianity, probably most of his old friends and maybe even his own family said, oh, wow. that Paul, you know, he went off the deep end. And then, of course, the Christians really didn't embrace him either because he'd spent his early years persecuting them, right? Yeah going to Damascus uh, to, to imprison Christians when he's converted. So I'm thinking he probably
1: feels like he doesn't fit anywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. He's got kind of stuck in the middle, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the former Jews, you know, a, bit a traitor. Now he's a Christian. Oh, yeah. What's the deal? Yeah. And, then, and then the Christians, you know, see, are even kind of scared of him at first. Like, Ananias, <laughs> wait, are you sure, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord? You really want me to go talk to the, the Saul guy? Are uh,
0: you sure about that? that, yeah. that yeah, that's a pretty—so that, there's a concrete example where, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but so to me, I think that, that's what occurred to me— uh, the thing about epiphany is it's it's words for people who feel like outsiders, and I think we've all felt that way. Yeah, uh, I, I know we have a lot of kids who listen to us, and kids, man, kids can be so clickish. They, they, you know, and, and sometimes you just you don't feel like you belong, and and and, and you don't fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and kids, trust me, adults feel that same way too. Often, often in our workplace, uh, in our families, sometimes even. Uh, and maybe when our consciences bother us, we even feel kind of like outsiders when it comes to God. You know, especially yeah. when we have doubts and stuff like that. So I wanted to share with people what Paul says in Ephesians three, as if it's not. It's not really addressing the whole Jewish Gentile issue. It is, but it's addressing people who are outsiders. And what does Paul have to say to people who feel like they just don't fit in? Great.
1: And you know, as you're talking, I was thinking the the magi, the the wise men who come to visit Jesus, Gentiles, like you said, but I mean, they're they're even more outside than that. You know, they're coming from a Distance geographically, but even more. I mean, they're these these astrologers, these guys who would look to the stars for answers and and look to uh, the, the the night sky for for their future and things. So these guys, they're they're one Gentiles, but two, they're really just kind of wacky, almost. Yeah, yeah. and they're not the type of people you would expect to come and to worship. This, this this Savior, yet God is the one who chooses to, they're the ones that God re- chooses to to reveal the Savior to, one of the first people. So they're like the outsider of outsiders in some ways.
0: You know, and it, it brings back what you said last week about the fact nothing went according to Joseph's plan. But consider that these guys are just studying the stars probably to make some horoscope for somebody. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they see the star it piques their interest. You know, it's just, why, why, no, let's just stay here. It's going to be a long journey. But yeah, it's funny how God kind of calls people yeah. and moves them to come. Yeah. Well, read what Paul has to say.
1: Okay, so uh, Ephesians 3, verse 1. Yeah. Okay, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you, gentiles all
0: right, let's just start there uh, because so so what we're doing uh, matt this year my final year before i retire is we're doing the year of epistles so we're doing all epistle lessons which is why we ended up doing ephesians 3 and so when i was promoting i say i don't know are you supposed to read other people's mail <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and as we'll see as we read on yeah, yeah you are paul paul wrote this paul expects it to be read he expects it to be read by the people in ephesus he expects expects it to be pushed around uh, passed around, not pushed around. <laughs> uh, and yet, yet uh, uh, it's not some kind of doctrinal thesis. Did you have to do peepers dogmatics when you went to sure. seminary? Did yeah, you? okay.
1: S- and people... standard stuff.
0: Yeah, not very personal, was it? He? he didn't tell about his childhood experiences, did he? <laughs> no. It's, uh, pretty dry. It's pretty dry, yeah. Uh, but but, but this, is, this, is, this is personal mail. This is uh, uh, personal things here. What's the personal thing that Paul shares with us in this verse?
1: Well, he's a, a prisoner yeah. uh, for Christ. Yeah, on behalf of the... Gentiles, and, and,
0: and see that's literally true. And, and in fact, the the historians I read said probably three to five years at this point. This is not like he was in for thirty days, like you and I've been.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> just stretch that. That's we another can, story. We can edit
0: that out, can we? Yeah, it involved Jello <laughs> and yeah, uh, dropping like, things from sky from high up <laughs> that's, in hotel rooms.
1: Let's well, not go there. John. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, some of our my parishioners might be listening.
0: <laughs> so, uh, 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 and, and, and it is for the Gentiles because the accusation was that he brought gentiles into the temple uh, which of course is verboten. you know you had the you do not enter signs if you're a gentile if you're not a jew you come in here we're going to kill you uh, and there's no evidence that paul did that but but see he didn't want to get anyone the impression that the gentiles were not of the people of god that yeah. really that they didn't have a right to enter the temple they certainly did with boldness and confidence he says over and over in his letters so he allows the charges to stand and he goes to prison literally for the gentiles now, I was thinking that doesn't mean anything to you and me, <laughs> right? I, Paul didn't have to be in prison for us to go to church, uh, but, but it did uh, kind of give me this thought. Um, if there's anybody out there then that really does feel like you're an outsider, that somehow you just don't fit in, look around you. There are other people that are probably having that same feeling, other people that are in need, other people that are troubling. Just just help them. Just love them. Just, if nothing else, let them know that they're not alone, that you're with them. I think that's what we do when we feel lonely. Just try to be with people who are maybe having the same feelings Uh, and and what a blessing we can be. Uh, And, in fact, uh, um, we had a tragedy while we were on vacation because the... uh, Kara, that's, that's Lynn's daughter, her mother-in-law passed away suddenly, Sue.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
0: well, it just was crazy because they had been out to the Carolinas to visit their kids out on the coast. They had come back, and with Kara and her husband Tim, they had had this big Christmas celebration, you know, just enjoying being together there. And then the next day, she just died.
1: Oh, wow. You know? Boy.
0: Uh, but I was thinking... Well, yeah. Why why not? Because we're all prisoners. I mean, everyone that's listening to us right now probably has some problem, has some trouble, some worries. Uh, So if heaven is is the happy place, as that one hymn we sang for Epiphany says, well, then why not just take us to heaven? But the reason why not, people, is because you're here, because there's people that need your love and your care. That's why you're here. Someday God will take you home. Uh, but right now, no, we're here because there's people that God needs us to watch over and care for. So if you're feeling like an outsider, if you're feeling separate, just look. There's other people there, I'm sure, that have those same feelings and just love and care. Be be for, be for there. Maybe there's somebody right now that's lost a loved one, and I know, what do you say to them? Well, I don't know there is anything you say when you lose your wife overnight like that, but I think you've... Making sure that you're, you're there for them and anything you can do for them, you'll be ready. Well, anyway, that was just my thought about it. Oh, that's habits. great. And
1: I, I think Paul, in, in this case, as he writes the Ephesians, he knows these people. He's been there. He's yeah. been to Ephesus. And so even as he writes this letter, perhaps he even has their, their faces in mind and he oh, can see them. Cool. And so he's writing them in a loving way. Like you said, not just this dogmatic, dry way, but a loving way. And uh, he's, he's there for them. Maybe not in body, but certainly in spirit and certainly through his words here, too.
0: And I, I hope people regard you and me in that way, Matt. I, I mean, again, we we cannot be with them physically, uh, uh, but I hope people realize that us and the word and and there there really are people that love and care you, care for you. You know, and God yeah. certainly loves and cares for us in all circumstances. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, And that's the opportunity we have. Uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking as you talked about that that death, you know, Paul's words in Philippians that he talks about, you know, to live is Christ, yeah. right? And to die is gain. And boy, I, I desire to be in heaven, which is better by far, but for your sake, I'll remain here. And, and that's, like you said, that's why we're here, to, to love our neighbor, to be there for those who maybe do feel like they don't fit in. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a perfect verse. A perfect verse, man. Uh, keep on reading now. Let's All see what right, so else he has to say. verse
1: 2, Paul goes on to say, Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly.
0: So there it is. Yeah, He wrote this. He expected it to be read. I Keep on reading. Yeah. Oh, that's what he says in the next verse. Right. Yeah, verse yeah. 4.
1: When you read this... yeah. You can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So
0: so, so the first thing is, is, is again, this call to just live our lives in love and <clears throat> compassion, especially for people that maybe really do feel... And, and boy, there's nothing like death to make you feel like you're separate from others. Yeah. You know, I, I just feel sorry for good old Tim Lloyd up there, because I'm sure he's thinking, who can understand what I've gone through, losing my wife so suddenly? Um... But here's the other thing. No matter how you feel, it's just not true. It's just not true, at least in terms of God. Maybe among sinful men, you know, maybe we are separated. That's the sad thing about sin. It does divide us. But it certainly isn't true when it comes to God. And and he describes it so powerfully here. Uh, Members of the same body, fellow heirs, partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus. Um, But here's here's what's cool about that, Matt. Um, When you look in the Greek, what Paul does... As he takes three Greek words. In fact, there's some scholars that think he actually coined these words. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. So he kind of put different things together to, to make this thought, because these are not normally found elsewhere in, in Greek literature. Okay. But the, the thing that all these three words have in common is they begin with an S and a Y. Is that least, right? At least so that's the way it Alliteration. Yeah. Huh? Well, not alliteration, <clears throat> but because the S-Y prefix means that you take things that are kind of divided up, split up, splintered, and you bring them together put them and you make together. them one. Can you think of any S-Y words in English? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, uh, but can you think of any S-Y words in
1: English? So, yeah, if, if well, let's think here. Uh, okay. System? Uh, system? Okay, well, system okay.
0: works. So system is you've got a whole bunch of things, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you've got a computer and you've got a monitor and you've got a keyboard and a, and a mouse and you put, put them all together. together and that's a computer okay, okay. system. Okay, yeah, yeah it yeah. works there.
1: Yeah, all right. Symbiotic.
0: Oh, that's even better cuz isn't that what symbiotic <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah. Uh, not, not, uh, what's Kumbaya. No, I don't know why Kumbaya found my head. But symbiotic, again, a, a bunch of things that have now been kind of combined in, yeah, into sympathetic. one. Sympathetic? Oh, see, yeah. So we got all different feelings, and yet we, we, we're all different people. We share the feelings. So, so we all wept with, with Tim at the loss of his wife, and yet at the same time, we were all rejoicing with our kids and, and Christmas. I was thinking of sympathy. Symph- <laughs> sympathy. Symphony. Symphony, uh, yeah. Sure. Which, if you think about it, you got all these these instruments, what does a what does a trumpet have to do with a drum, with a, a violin, with, mm-hmm, with a, mm-hmm. a, a you know a clarinet? These things are just really odd and different and yet you put them all together and you have one phone, one sound. Um, so, anyway, uh, my point is, we do that all the time in English. We use that SY prefix. Sure. To, uh, and, and so here's what Paul says there's three SY things. Uh, uh, and like I said, I wish you could see them in Greek because it just really strikes you. Number one, we all are what? What's he say there in verse four six, rather? The first thing we're all what?
1: Let's see. In verse six, yeah. uh, we are all the, the uh, members of the same body. Oh,
0: no, you skip one. I'm sorry. Fellow heirs. Fellow heirs. Thank you. So, we all got the same inheritance, Matt. Uh, If the Jews thought they were going to have a priority position Because they were chosen first And they had the Old Testament prophets and the scriptures Not so When we get up there we're all going to have the same mansions Because we all got the same father So don't worry about your future Your inheritance That's all going to be the same Guaranteed to us And then what's the second thing you you said Sure, members of
1: the same body All right,
0: I think that's some some somatists or something like that I wish I would have written these Greek words down Uh, but But again It doesn't seem that way in the church Today I mean we got Lutherans and Catholics and Methodists and Baptists and what have you but in the eyes of God no we're all what what one faith one lord one baptism is yeah, that what he says Sounds familiar Uh yeah because we're all yes, same letter know, same faith of Christ right that's what joins us together there's not a bunch of churches that's the result of sin here amongst us but in God's eyes no there's just the one body and then finally what's the last thing he promises
1: Partakers of the promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel.
0: And so we're all getting the same promise, and we're all getting the same gifts. There's no Lutheran baptism and Catholic baptism. There's just the one baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ in his name and Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, There's just one gospel. We don't have a whole bunch of different gospels, and there's only one Lord's Supper. Although I did want to comment on that real quick, because I know in our particular church, we do have this rather peculiar practice where we only commune people who are members of our church who have had a chance to be counseled by the pastor, uh, close, close communion. But I think it still represents this SI business. Um, It's not that we don't want people to commune. In fact, we want anybody who's a believer to commune. But the problem is there are so many different opinions about what communion is, right? Right. Uh, some people sure. think it's a thing you do because it's what you do as a good christian you got to mm-hmm. go to communion mm-hmm. some people think it's just bread and wine some symbolic thing and so uh our, our belief has always been we'll find the people that believe the way you believe be in sync with them there's there, another si word yeah be in sync and and we would love for you to come and commune with us but but you probably need to know what we believe what we teach and if that's what you believe well then good be in in sync with us too um, and it occurred to me, uh, this may be, I might get myself in trouble here. on If boy, Uh-oh. start the year oh, no. off, I get in trouble. So maybe, <laughs> maybe when it's all over, maybe we'll find out that we Lutherans were wrong. Maybe we didn't have it right. But on the other hand, I'm just going to say to the Lord Jesus, you know, it's what you told me four times, right? That it was your body, your blood given and shed for me for the forgiveness of sins. That's what I'm you just taking said. Jesus
1: at his word. That's all I can do. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, Real quickly, just two f- final things as I was studying this. Sure. Guess, guess what words that Paul repeats over and over again in these these uh, opening verses written here to the Gentiles? Grace. Grace. Okay. Grace and Christ. Right? Yeah, grace yeah. and Christ. That's what, yeah.
1: that's what it's all about. Um,
0: so that's how you can be sure that you're never going to be an outsider when it comes to God. Probably we should be outsiders, but it's <laughs> it's all by grace, Right. It has nothing to do with who we are, what we've done, how worthy we are. No, it's just all the thing that God wanted to do. And, of course, it's all ours in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that little baby that we've talked about who will now go on and grow up and suffer and die and uh, be crucified and, yeah, buried and, and rose again and ascended all for us. So we can, oh, no, they'll never, we'll never be outsiders when it comes to God. So anyway, that was our, my my epiphany thoughts, and I was glad to have you share yours. And uh, any final comments you want to make? No, there, that's Matt? great.
1: No, I'm glad you brought out that Greek, especially here, because you know when the the people first read that letter, boy, that probably really jumped oh, out did. to them because yeah. yeah, here here's that same prefix and all these words, and and for us it, it kind of gets lost a little bit here. I think. It does, but to bring it out again, and and certainly the the meaning doesn't get lost. Hopefully, when we read no, that verse, it, six it was in a particular. pretty good
0: sense of it. But yeah, yeah just uh, that that struck me in the Greek that. And, and I, I appreciate what you said, yeah They would have looked at that and said, "Well, I've never heard of that." Oh, wait a second, yeah, yeah. That we know what he's talking about, even though it was maybe a word making it up, words. Make Make it
1: up words, making up words. So. Super <laughs> Cal SPL Splaticious. We just saw the Mary Poppins movie. Made up words, made up words. It sticks yeah. with you,
0: and it does. It does stick in it your head, does. does it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, again, we we're so glad to be back with you in year 2019. Uh, do you have any idea where we're going to go next week, Matt?
1: I have no idea, John. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> well, you taught us that. Oh, There's no need to make plans. Oh, that's God's... right. That was uh, yeah, yeah. God's got it covered, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, all the more reason to tune in next week and find out as we listen to wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics.